Welcome back, Hot Topics episode 51. Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. And we all the way live in the building. It's good to be back. Thanks for having us. Uh, you know, our sponsorship is still popping. D. Hanley? Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Gladiator Entertainment Trailers. Roll up to your next tailgate and turn all the heads with their decked out entertainment trailers. Give our boy Darvin Scott a call, 888-792-5106, or visit them on their Facebook page titled Gladiator Entertainment Trailers. Let's get at it, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. First and foremost in the boxing world, Terrence Crawford defeats Julius Ndongo in his home state of Nebraska with a vicious body punch. Hmm. Sends Ndongo to the ground and cringing in pain. Sends him down, knocks him down. It's a rapper, Reno Bambino. With this win, Crawford becomes the second person to win all four belts in one weight class. The first was Katsu yes, in 2001. And like, I think I think he pointed out, like, there wasn't as many belts back in those yes. days when he won them, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's there was crazy. Only three. Can you uh, explain what these four belts are? Yes, sir. They have four major sanctioning bodies of boxing. One is the World Boxing Council, the WBC, which we're all pretty much accustomed to. That's been around since 1963. The next is the World Boxing Association. Uh, came around in 62. It actually goes back uh, in the earlier days, but it wasn't really formed yet. Uh, and the NBA actually has some touches in that. Uh, and third would be the International Boxing Federation, the IBF championship. Last but not least would be the World Boxing Organization. And now all of these formulate four belts, and they're both international, as you heard, which Ndongo, uh, Julius Ndongo, the, the fighter that Terrence Crawford faced last night, he had the international and also a world boxing organization being from the overseas, and uh, Terrence Crawford held the two boxing association and the World Boxing Council Championship. So now, Terrence Crawford just won all four, my brother. Wow, he killed yes, two sir. birds with one stone right Man. there, or with one body punch. Uh, yes, thank sir. you for that share. We see you over there. Cold, buddy. Uh, Terrence Crawford said he is all set for <laughs> the winner of the Pacquiao and Jeff Horn fight. Mm. So, does Pacquiao have a chance at defeating Crawford if he is his next opponent? Ooh. Excellent question. What has Pacquiao been up to? Uh, last time, I, was, I mean, honestly, I haven't really seen him since the, the, the disappointment a few years ago. But I know he had a recent fight yes. where... He lost, and it was a controversial uh, loss due to decision. And it was with Jeff Horn. This will be the rematch. So, Carl, oh, it's going to be the rematch. Yes. Okay, good. I'm not, yes. I wasn't even totally sure about the rematch. Yes, so, sir. hopefully Pacquiao wins that. Does he have a chance with Crawford, though, at his current age and the way things have been going? He is getting up there. I'm not totally sure. Because, like I said, I, I, I don't. he's definitely not the Manny Pacquiao he was five years ago, ten years ago. Yes. Uh, so I think it's kind of up in the air. It depends on his training, depends on the stamina, and it probably depends on genetics because he's getting up there. How old is Crawford, do you know? Crawford is 29 years old and will be 30 by the next time he fights. His birthday is in September next month, and Manny Pacquiao is 38 years old, birthday in December. So if they were to fight, it would probably be somewhere about around December, turning uh, Pacquiao to 39. I don't know, man. Mm. Manny Pacquiao would whoop his own self if his opponent was 10 years younger. Like, the 10-year younger Manny Pacquiao yes. would beat current Pacquiao. Oh, by a long shot. So, this is a 10-year younger guy fighting Pacquiao. I'm just saying it doesn't look good. 
uh, I would say he doesn't have a good chance. And not only that, let's not let's not uh, poo poo on uh, Terence Crawford's ability, man. He's that, known as the number two pound for pound fighter in the world behind Andre World, the light heavyweight champion of the world, man, who knocked off uh, uh, Kovalov, who was a big favorite in that fight, and both of them actually. And uh, yeah, man, Good Terrence point. Crawford is a monster out there. He's fast. He's elusive. He doesn't get many headshots, uh, you know, affected by by them. He always makes sure he goes high and low, meaning he goes to the body and then takes it upstairs to the head. I like what uh, what, what a couple of commentators were saying last night throughout the fight. It's almost it's serving your plate. That's what you want to do. You want to you want to start your plate off with the body. You want to set it up. You want to get everything set up. You want to get your silverware lined up. You want to get your salad on the plate. And then once that plate is set, you take it up top. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> and you take it up top and then you start serving the meat and your entree. And then you start eating it up for dinner. And that's what Terrence Crawford did last night, man. He just took him to school. And Dongo got a couple of good hits in. I say in around the second round. But once that body shot got delivered, I mean, he was, he got knocked down also before that, uh, which was a head shot behind the ear, oh. uh, right to the temple. So we thought that it might be an over there, but he actually got up and recovered. And he actually went to his corner, got some uh, instruction, but that body shot, man, just sent him to the ground. I mean, he was rolling over. He uh, he couldn't move at all. Yikes. It was out. He was out. Even no. without that, it would have been in Crawford's favor with the 35% landed to Ndongo's 18. Yes, that, the numbers were crazy. I you mean, know. and uh, to, to go back to our the, the question that you did uh, propose, though, I think that if Manny does look better in this fight, he looked decent. Actually, I thought he won that fight in my eyes, but I'm not a judge. So yeah. I thought his aggression was great. I thought his hits were timely and he was uh, hitting effective in his fight with Jeff Horn. But I think that he has to get a big shot he it seemed like he was being real tentative and he was just trying to show he had the ability still to box instead of going after what he's known for and being a knockout fighter so we'll see what happens uh in this next fight with jeff horn jeff horn is a school teacher man i mean he has he's he has nothing to lose right now yeah. i mean this cat is fighting he's uh, from australia he teaches throughout the week i mean what is better than going back to your school and saying you just defeated manny pacquiao and in, in one of your First fight in the boxing in the professional world, and you get to go back to your class, and and pretty much all of his class had to be watching the fight. I mean, exactly. it's high school, definitely. So, and if he goes on to win this rematch and oh. he goes on to face Crawford, then oh. he now gets to go back saying he had a chance to be the third person to win all four titles oh, because Crawford man. has them. You know oh, what I mean? My goodness, crazy. That would be crazy. Crazy. And that's a ridiculous opportunity for this character for this cat right here, man. Yeah. Uh, props to him. That's crazy. School teacher, man. Yeah, man. Shout out Jeff Horn, man. Way that's to follow ridiculous. your dreams, man. Way to follow your dreams and still continue to educate our youth and at the same time getting these rings and just handle your business, man. man. Against a world class fighter, man. Ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, Good stuff. World class fights uh, seemingly come in bundles. Because we're less than a week away from the epic super fight between Floyd, Money Mayweather, and your boy, the notorious one, Conor McGregor. Yes, sir, the McGregor. Yeah, I'm like, what accent did I do? <laughs> I tried to do his accent. I don't know. I don't think I hit it. I don't think I hit it. But the Boxing Commission has granted the fighters the ability to wear eight-ounce gloves. Yes, sir. Which they both agreed to for whatever reason. Uh, and McGregor says it's a mistake for Floyd. These yeah. are two ounces lighter than the regular boxing gloves that yes. they were going to use in Las Vegas. Uh, so does McGregor have a chance, given that these 
uh, gloves are lighter, accentuating his significant punching power. Very nice. Uh, does that give him an edge? I think it probably will give him an edge if he if he does connect. And like many people point out, the smaller the glove size is, the less surface area they have to block punches from. So I think that definitely is two little points that are in McGregor's favor. I don't know if Mayweather agreed to this because he was secure in the fact that Vegas wasn't going to allow it because that's their own rule. Uh, but they would, would, for whatever reason, they allowed it. So I'm not sure. Maybe he does know what he's doing, though. Maybe he knows that he's a great defensive boxer and he's not going to get hit or he's not going to get took down, knocked down or knocked out. Uh, we'll see. Uh, if Mayweather knocks out McGregor or vice versa, what are both of their next moves? Uh, I don't know about McGregor. I say you ride that gravy chain as long as possible and Mayweather might be looking at a retirement. Uh, I think. I don't know because he's getting up there. He only comes out of retirement for these selective fights. He might be not. Or maybe he's looking to come back to it. Maybe he's looking to redeem himself because this is Floyd Money Mayweather. He's not that old. You know what I mean? He's still holding these titles. What do you think? First of all, what do you think about the two-ounce deduction on the gloves? Well, let's take this back a little bit. So... 147 pound fighters are allowed to wear the 8 or 10 ounce gloves. So Mayweather has fought in 8 ounce gloves before. He's more accustomed to wear the 10 ounce gloves because at 154, that's what you're permitted to do. In the last couple of fights, he's stepped it up uh, in his weight class. So um, they're saying, I'm reading some things here. I would say he's fought in about 25 fights actually with 8 ounce gloves. So it won't be such a new thing for Mayweather offensively, I think just like you said though, with the power that McGregor holds in those hands and specifically that left hand, whether it's a straight, a hook, an uppercut, I mean, he has so many angles where he can come at you with. And I think the deduction is going to hurt Floyd in taking those power punches because I don't think he's ever faced someone with significant power like McGregor's gonna have and throwing from weird you know, unorthodox angles like yeah. he's going to do. Now, that's where I think it'll go against him. Um, I think, if anything, uh, he may be able to punch through the guard more now than he would with 10-ounce gloves because it, it gives you more padding on your guard. Uh, that is where I think the, the effectiveness will, will happen, if anything, for Floyd. Now, with with uh, McGregor on the other side of that, now Floyd, he can touch you up with these jabs, and they're going to hurt you a little more. They will. At the same time, Floyd does have hand problems, so we have to watch out for the broken hand that he's all, he has suffered in about three or four fights. And it's, it's still been victorious, in these fights with he has broken his hands three times on three different occasions so excellent um, point got some things to look out for man got some things to look out for now going to the latter part of that um i think that uh if they do man uh, mm, it's just hard to say yeah Yeah. so so many things to think about oh man so many things to think about i think if if McGregor knocks Mayweather out and can find a way to just connect on one hit, it just has to be a good shot to the chin because I think Floyd, man, he'll be surprised. He hasn't been touched like that since Mosley fight, I would say. I think it may stun him. I don't know if he goes down, but I think he definitely changes his whole game plan if he gets hit with the shot like that. Now, on the flip side of that, if McGregor gets hit, unlike he's ever been touched in his face with the speed of Floyd, I don't think it hurts McGregor to lose this fight because, A, you're still the king of MMA right now. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you're coming over to boxing to try to prove that you can dominate in both sports. Exactly. I think if Floyd loses, it hurts his 
image in boxing, but then nothing essentially in MMA because he's never been in it. So more, I would say, effectiveness on a decline for Floyd to lose than it is to have McGregor lose. So it's either way, man, it's one of the biggest fights in the history. Uh, I, I was looking up the numbers earlier. Mayweather and Pacquiao did 410 million in pay-per-view buys. This one is easily, easily probably going to hit at least 800 to a million wow. or to a billion, I would say, uh, just because you have both sports. You're going to have exactly. Ireland tuning in. You're going to have people all across the country and all across the world, I would say. So it's going to be interesting, my brother. That is going to be interesting. There's so many other variables. Like, do they continue this? Do they uh, make great entertainment TV, make sports TV and have... Mayweather come over to the octagon afterwards like there's so many variables that could happen because this is already unorthodox uh, for this to be happening currently so I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say never say never whatever yeah. uh, very interesting well said yeah, um, and it's about time Let's not forget right before we transition that Mayweather said that he would go to the octagon. I don't know if that was just in the press conference. I was in the world tour. I don't know if his blood was flowing, adrenaline was going too much, but he said that he would go over. And we all know Mayweather is about the money. Yeah. Would he be able to train though? Could he block submissions? I have no idea. I don't think he's ever fought against submissions. Uh, Definitely not. So, but it, up, then man. we'll see the footage of him in the gym. Training, and <laughs> he's gonna be, yeah. He's gonna be doing the Oh, work. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> gonna be rubbing McGregor's head in the conference. Oh, man. Oh, that was crazy. That would be that great TV. That would yeah. be great sports entertainment <laughs> TV right there. And uh, for seemingly, it's been too long. And so much stuff outside of the sports that we've been preoccupied with but nonetheless nfl season is coming back in yes. uh less than two weeks about a week and a half away and uh what we're gonna do here is gonna give our three favorite teams from each division nfc and afc and then the three sleeper teams that will come out of nowhere to uh claim a playoff spot yes sir let's bring up the nfc afc list and now d hanley on the nfc side mm. who are you talking about like who do you have when you because there's a lot of injuries that have been popping off and like some logistics you know that that need to be settled a lot of movement on teams a lot yeah. of new players it's, i mean this is early season prediction we all know that uh you know these predictions are probably not going to be the hit they're probably going to be more so a miss but i'm going in the afc for the favorite i am going to say even though the injury to or not the injury but the suspension to to Ezekiel Elliott will affect them. I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East, so I'm definitely going to have them as a favorite. I think that the Green Bay Packers are going to get back on track this year. And my third, I would say, would be the Atlanta Falcons. Even though teams have a track record of not making it back to the Super Bowl the year after they go, besides the Patriots. Um, I think that the Falcons had a, a stellar offense. I think that they came alive defensively, and I think that they're going to be back on track to make it to at least the NFC Championship game and make some noise again. I don't know which of those teams that I, that I just mentioned they will face with, between the Packers and the Cowboys, but I think those are my uh, those are my favorites right now this year. Okay, that's and that's NFC the right there. That's NFC. So you, no love for... Uh... 
Seahawks. I like the Seahawks. I like the moves they made. They got Eddie Lacy. I think their receiving core is strong, but I think just defensively, I don't think that they can maintain another year of, of just excellence on the defensive side. It's been six years now where they've just been the best defensive team in the league. I think that that has to decline at some point. I think that this is a year of Russell Wilson making his name and making his statement to try to elevate himself to a top five quarterback, but I don't see them getting out of the first round of the playoffs, man. I really don't. I really don't. I yeah, really I don't. I can't see it. And obviously, Rams are nowhere on the radar. Nah, nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah brother. <laughs> All right, love you. Love you, L.A., but God, yeah, yeah. Not LA, yeah, we need to get it man. together a little bit. So, uh, Chargers and L.A. Rams, uh, definitely not on the radar. Nah. I literally don't even see Chargers right here on the list. They're an AFC. AFC okay, so all right. They're still not a favorite over there either. No, 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 no. That's a cool list. I think you said Falcons, Cowboys, and uh, Packers. Packers. Yes, sir. I wasn't expecting the Packers. Cowboys. I mean, you got to give A-Rod a chance at yeah. any time. That's A-Rod. That's all day, every day. Point, point, <laughs> point, point taken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, A-Rod, anytime that ball is in his hand, man, you got a chance, dude. Man. Number 12 is just a monster. I'm going to take a, uh, I'm going to take a, uh, like those first two teams, I totally agree with. And okay. then you said the Packers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I haven't been following the Packers and I held a grudge kind of against them. They, they, they uh, lost me some money like 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. I bet it for them. And they lost against John Elway and the Broncos. Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first Super Bowl I ever bet on. I was pretty young too. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just do an off off the wall uh, selection. Okay. Because I want to believe uh, <laughs> New, York Giants, oh, New York Giants. New York Giants. I want to believe. Let's see what we got going. I like uh, it. You got Eli. You got uh, Odell out there. You got the new addition. Brandon Marshall just came over. Yep. So they got some offensive weapons. Now, we still don't know what's going on at running back over there, man. I mean, no. you got a mixture with Jennings, and uh, they got to figure that out. But offensively, I think you're on the side. I believe. I, I want to believe. That's what I'm saying. That. And they've been doing good seemingly in practice and whatever like that. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not the game. I get it. We t- mm-hmm. Practice? Not a game. Not a game. <laughs> That's not, that never gets old to me. What Shout out AI, man. Yeah, Shout out AI. Shout out Allen Iverson, bro. What's, what's up, man? Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's my selection. Uh, and then over in the AFC. Yes, sir. You know, I, I, hang on. I, okay, I'm going to go first because I want to have some interest. I want to hear what you got to say about this. And I have okay. some questions for you, too. Okay. Um, I want to say Oakland Raiders. I'm, not, I'm just going in top three. Uh, like these that. three are interchangeable. I want to say Oakland Raiders, give my boy Marshawn the platform he needs mm-hmm. to do this thing and bring his home team up as far as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't really want to say this next one, but in my heart of hearts, I think that they might have a chance, but we shall see. You know what? I'm not even sure what the new change is for these guys, actually. New England Patriots. Mm. What, what, what is, do you know what? Uh, they got Cook from uh, from the Brandon? Brandon Cook okay. from the Saints from last year, who was who just takes the top off of a defense. So uh, let's not forget that the last time Brady had somebody like that was Randy Moss. Randy Moss was very, very uh, fast and long stride, but I don't think he had the speed, the short distance and speed and the quickness that uh, Cook has and maintains. So I think uh, this may be another big year for Brady at 40, man. This is, uh, is going to be crazy. 
40 years old. He's about to ball out right now, dude. Do the uh, Steelers have my boy still with the dreads? Martavis. Yeah. Just came back off of suspension, uh, as my boy Stephen A. said, because he was suspended for the weed. (laughs) 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 So, uh, yeah, he definitely got everything back on track. He's back in practice. I think he just got activated last week. So, uh, shout out to Martavis, man. Way to get back in order. Get get your life back in order. And get back on that field, man, because you're a monster out there, dude. We want to see you excel, man. And if one more label try to stop me, I'm going to have my dreadhead Martavius in the lobby. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that's what I'm going with. I'm going. I'm going crazy. Yeah. I'm going off the fields today, and I'm like going with that. the Steelers on that. What you got? What you I got like for that? These guys? I mean, I'm not far behind you with that. I mean, the Patriots obviously have to be a favorite. I mean, another number twelve out there, man. It's seeming like all number twelves right now are just beasts. Mm. Uh, a Rod and Tom Brady, man. You don't want to mess crazy. with those two. All never bet against those. So, uh, Patriots number one. Um, I'm going to say. Oakland Raiders number two, just in uh, an agreement with you again. I think last year, if you uh, don't have Derek Carr get injured in the AFC Championship game, I think they give the, the Patriots a run for their money. I think that Crabtree, I think Amari Cooper is going to have a big year. Richardson out the backfield. I mean, they got uh, weapons galore. So I think Khalil Mack is just a stellar defensive player, if not the best defender in the league. Um, so they have a great chance. And my last team... Man, I might have to go with you on that one too. The Steelers, man, they're they're up there offensively. I mean, uh, Le'Veon Bell, if he ever gets over the, uh, the the contract issues that he's having right now, he still hasn't reported to camp. So I got to keep an eye on that. Otherwise, I think that my third pick changes to. I want to say. I got to go with my Titans, there man. Is. Oh, man I there he is. There he is. I think we're back, <laughs> man. I was going to save him for the sleeper, but only if if Le'Veon Bell doesn't come back to the Steelers do I like my Titans as a favorite. Otherwise, I like them as a sleeper because of the fact that Mariota was on a hot streak last year. I think he comes about back with fire this year. We got some great rookies that we put in with some great speed. I think uh, uh, DeMarco Murray is going to be a monster again. Derrick Henry out the back. I mean, we got weapons, man. I think we at least go 11 wins this year, get ourselves into the playoffs on the first time in a long time. And I think that we come as a favorite because our defense is always up to fruition and we're going to just make everything happen this year, baby. Tennessee, let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was that, that was literally what I was going to ask. I was going to say, so what are you thinking about the Titans? Man. Uh, yep, didn't even need to ask it. You know, Put them in there. Bro. I already came through. Yes, sir. All right, so that being said, where am I at? On our sleepers. Oh, we on the sleepers. sleepers. We on the sleepers. Yeah, exactly. All right, so NFC sleepers. Yeah, hey, I, got, I got a couple in mind for this one. I don't really have that many in mind for this one because I know who I'm not expecting to do stuff. And that's who I'm thinking will surprise everyone if they do anything. And that's like an ultra ultra sleeper. So anyway, I'll just name those people just just right off the bat. You're not going to like this one. L.A. Rams. Oh, he's <laughs> the Rams is a sleeper. Oh. Not going to like this one. But that, the reason because, like I said, they have such little expectations. True. That that would be the sleeperest sleeper I ever heard of if yeah. they do anything. This is true, man. Uh, I mean, some other sleepers I'm talking about is Detroit Lions. Okay. Shout out to my boy Liddell uh, okay. from uh, what was that from from the, from the ghetto part of Detroit? I forget what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he always throw it out a song, Gangland. Okay. Somebody in the comments, let yeah. me know. What's that? What's that? What's the... Shout out, man. 
Hey, but anyway. Shout out to 8 Mile, yo. Just, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to 8 Mile. Oh, yeah, what's up, man. Eminem? <laughs> and um, who's my other guys at? I'm in the NFC. Oh, yeah. Obviously, um, think I'm going to bring in the Seahawks for that one. Though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's a nice sleeper. Yeah. That's a nice sleeper. Yeah. I like that. Now, okay. uh, oh, and what are you thinking? Well, I think in the NFC, man, my first sleeper team is going to be with my big cuzzo team, D-Ruck. Shout out, shout out. And them Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. I think the addition with Deshaun Jackson taking the top off of defense, just like I mentioned with Brandon Cook, and who knows who's faster between those two, man. I've seen Deshaun Jackson run in real life. I raced against him in in, in high school, man, in the CIF uh, championship round, man, of track and field. This dude made me look like I was just dirt slow. I mean, (laughs) absolutely dirt slow, man. He ran a 10 Three nine hundred meter dash, and I ran a ten six two. I thought that was fast, but hey, man, long story for another day. Um, and Mike Evans, man, also is a great possession receiver. So you got your combination of speed, you got your combination of, of possession and just power, and you also got a new tight end that they just brought in, the one from Alabama. So they got a nice spread offense. Also, Doug Martin coming out the backfield. Um, and their defense is always stellar. My second team, I'm taking it over to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think uh, Carson Palmer, if he didn't get injured, uh, and I don't know if it was a real significant one, but it seemed to be something wrong in the playoffs. He just started throwing picks all over the place. I think if he gets it back in order, they have a great offense over there. They got the Honey Badger on defense. You got Patrick Patterson, another team that can come out the woodworks. And last, I'm going to say those Carolina Panthers, man. I think they haven't made it back in a couple years. I think Cam is on track for another big year. You got the addition of uh, Christian McCaffrey. You also got Kelvin Benjamin coming, and he's just going to be on a mission this year from Florida State product. And, um, yeah, man, I think that their defense is always stellar, uh, minus the the cornerback play last year where – they had they had one corner man came into the year they had him as a high projected you know potential for the future got 300 yards dropped on him in a game and they cut him so uh yeah cornerback play is not really that great over there right now i think they have to improve at that but their linebacker luke keekley uh, i'm sorry straight monster so uh, those are my three in the nfc my brother man well said uh seemed like you studied them <laughs> nah, man, nah, yeah. my, my boy knows, dude, what he, he knows what he's talking about. Yes, D. Henley with the analytics. Yes, sir. Um, AFC sleepers. I don't got that many analytics. I just okay. got my my picks. Okay. Uh, uh, who are they again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I got L.A. Chargers just because okay. I want to see what Phillip Rivers is talking about. I like that. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Yes, sir. Uh, like, like you said, you know, same points you made from. Uh, a second ago, when they were when they were possibly in your top contention, mm-hmm. uh, and lastly, whoo, you know I had some things about this, but I would like to see what happens with. This is gonna be weird, but I'd like to see what happens with. Ah, uh, see, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see about the Houston Texans mm. or if I want to see about the Dolphins, who might actually have something going right now. Mm. But. Shout out to my family in Texas. I'm gonna go okay. with the Texans. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Those are solid picks, man. Those are actually some real good sleeper teams. I mean, they're both in mid-tier. All three of them actually mid-tier, kind of the 7-9 and nine season, 8-8. Eight and eight. So it only takes a couple of pieces to add, man, man until you get to those 10 wins. Someone, sh- someone shines or, you know, they help the team shine. Like, 
the that's QB, it. for example. That's it, my brother. I like that. Uh, I like that Chargers pick. I'm gonna be with you on that. I think Philip Rivers. They make the new move down here. They play in the college or the Stub Hub Center. Um, I think they're a new location. You have nothing to lose. Right. Go out there and sling that rock. Um, I think that that is an excellent pick. So I'm with you on that one. My second one, um, I would say, I would say the Buffalo Bills. I like the the trade uh, with. Uh, Sammy Watkins and getting Jordan right. Matthews from the Eagles. I think that he is a, a better all-around receiver than Sammy Watkins is. I think Sammy Watkins is a more um, stellar deep threat. But I think that Jordan Matthews can get you 10 yards here and then break out for 25 uh, out of nowhere. Uh, and also, you got LaShawn McCoy out there, man, who's a monster. And, and Tyrod Taylor, uh, man and everything at the QB position. Uh, and lastly... For my sleeper pick, I am going to take it down to Miami, actually. I've been nice. telling people, man, they're sleeping on Jay Cutler and his addition to just communicate with his offensive coordinator, uh, Adam Gaze. And also, he has the most weapons than he's probably had in his whole career right now. You have Parker, you got a Jahe, you got a, uh, there's another receiver there, Landry, uh, that I'm thinking about. Uh, you also got Cameron at your tight end. I mean, you got a lot of weapons right now to play around with, man. Just unlike uh, with the Bears, he only really had uh, Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. So I think he might be on this. Let's not forget Matt Forte. Uh, no disrespect because he is a beast. Um, True that. So, yeah, man, I think it's going to be a big year. Jay might either, it's going to re- either be really big and a really great year for Jay Cutler. Or really bad, and he's gonna throw a whole bunch of picks because he just can't get on track, and nothing in between. Well said. Yes, sir. Those are my teams, though, man. I can't wait. Football Let's, season's around the corner. If you guys have any prospective teams, feel free to add them into the convo, add yes, them into sir. the comments, or whatever like that. And don't be afraid to post on the page because we feature uh, comments or interesting videos submitted or whatever like mm-hmm. that from mm-hmm. users on the page. So don't be afraid to do anything like that. Yes. Moving right along. Kyrie Irving reportedly says he'll sign an extension with the San Antonio Spurs mm. if traded to them. <clears throat> so who will San Antonio give up to obtain him? Mm. I have a couple thoughts on this because okay. obviously I think it will be detrimental to everybody to give up Tony Parker uh, for him because then who will he come in? You know, who we come into, you come into even less heat, okay. even less firepower on the, on the thing. I think uh, Tony Parker's popping PGs right now. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think they're really in the risk, risk Tony Parker. He's been on the team since, like, what year is it? He's been oh, on the team for, like, eight years. years. 2001? Something, something like that. Been on there forever, man. So, but I don't know. They probably want to keep him on the team. And if anything, I know Irvin wants to be the main star of the team. So, trading him would be beneficial to him. But I think it would be mostly detrimental to the team. Because now you're also going to have him on the other team still. Uh, but they have some other people that they can offer, like if they give up a draft pick or if they take LaMarcus Aldridge off, maybe throw in a first-round pick in the 2018 draft or something like that. Maybe they could – you know, I'm not totally sure how valuable those two pieces are, if that's, that's worth the Kyrie Irving or not. But I'm just saying that's an option that they could pursue. What, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Well, I think like you said, it's going to have to be an interesting – trade because the Cavs are going to want to get the maximum value out of wherever they trade them to. Now, for instance, we go to San Antonio. I don't think San Antonio goes into this alone. I think they try to obtain a third team only because I think that they try to offer 
maybe a Tony Parker, like you said, maybe even a LaMarcus, but I don't think without moving love, you want a LaMarcus. I think that's too many big men that don't really have the ability to get up and down the court. That's a good point. Um, I think that they try to go after maybe a younger piece, maybe a Jonathan. Oh, well, Jonathan Simmons just went to the Magic, so they don't even have that piece anymore. They that got that Danny valuable. Green piece if they Danny, want to take a shooter. Danny Green, good defense and can shoot. Yeah, I just don't know who from that team that they would really want to offer. Now, if you wanted to get the third team in there, you offer the third team, LaMarcus. Maybe okay. the third team is maybe somebody like the Nuggets who have a deep bench. Um, they have a, 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 De- Deontay, a DeJounte Murray, uh, or Jamal Murray, I'm sorry. Uh, they have a, a, a Manuel Moutier, a, a young, mm. young athletic point guard. So I don't know what they're going to look for, whether it's going to be a shooter. I would imagine that because Kyrie gives you a mixture of everything. He can go to the hole, give you a three-point shot, kill you at the mid-range. So uh, it's going to be hard to make up for that, man. And I think it, with the LeBron being pretty much the 80% point guard, probably going to turn into a 95% point guard now with Kyrie leaving. Basically. I think you just try to get a spot-up shooter. They got Jose Calderon right now on the team. He can spot up, but I think he's a little too old to stay with these younger, just athletic point. It's going to be interesting, man. So my long story short, I'm going to say you get a third team in because you can't get anything straight from the San Antonio Spurs that they will want to bring over immediately to the Cavs. Uh, for Kyrie Irving, so it has to be a third or fourth team possibly in this trade. I don't see it going down without it. That's a good point. Uh, Basically, though, because they don't have that many pieces to give up. It's no, it's nobody that could come in and make an impact right now. Besides a Kawhi Leonard, you're not going to trade Kawhi, obviously. Um, you know, there's nobody really on the bench. Dejounte Murray, that's the person I was thinking of that plays for uh, the Spurs, who is a backup to Tony Parker. So maybe him. Or Tony, in addition to another person from another team, they come over. It's, it's going to be a headache, though, man. You know, uh, about that, uh, just before we get to that next part, um, I was reading something uh, yesterday or something like that about what may have made Kyrie Irving upset with LeBron James in the first place to uh, get him one in this trade. Did you see did You see that? I did. I did. Uh, basically, they're saying that um, the, uh, the Phoenix Suns wanted Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Cleveland management or whoever is, a, is is making these decisions was down to do it if they get Eric Bledsoe. Right. So Kyrie Irving apparently uh, this is from Browser. He says that Kyrie Irving thinks LeBron James initiated that trade talk. Oh wow. So he thinks LeBron James signed off on it. But what actually supposedly happened is LeBron James said, "Ah, oh, I don't want to get rid of Kyrie, but that's a good deal." So if you want to get a good deal, then, I mean, I'm all for a good deal. He said that's a heck of a deal, word for word. Yeah, and let's not forget that those attempts did go down. They tried to get Eric Bledsoe in addition and to Paul George. Yes, exactly. And Paul George. Also, they tried to get Josh Jackson specifically from the Suns in addition with Eric Bledsoe. But the Suns said that they would not make the trade unless Kyrie committed to a longer-term deal because he only has one year left. Yeah. So now that he says he wants to deal with the Spurs, it pretty much threw that back in the Suns' face. And now there's going to be no deal. Absolutely not. Exactly. And it all seems like, if this is true, it all seems like it could have been stopped or nipped in the bud with just a little conversation with each other. And I don't think LeBron and Kyrie have been talking to each other since this whole thing came out. There was a report that they spoke last week when they uh, both were in the city of Miami. But then another report came out following uh, from ESPN and also Sports Nation saying that those two did not speak while in the same city uh, and were pretty close to each other. 
um, vicinity-wise. Mm. Uh, so it's uh, it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty shaky right now, man. I don't know what's going on down there. If these men just talk to each other, they might figure something out, but we will see. But if they don't, and these moves do happen, for example, with the San Antonio Spurs, uh, and they get they trade Kyrie and they give up, whether it be Parker or give up some draft picks or whoever it may be, if they even if they involve the third team, well, any of these teams have a chance at making it past the Warriors now. Uh, the Warriors have been doing it, and I'm talking about the Cavs too. You know, they got they're getting rid of Kyrie, so will they now have as much of a chance as they've been having for these past couple of years against the Warriors? Keep in mind, look at the Celtics, man. They're building over there. You got Isaiah Thomas now. You got oh, yeah. Gordon Hayward. I mean, you got a team being built over there. A I'm pretty of proud teams. of what they did last year. Yes, yes. And also, let's not forget about the Wizards, who took the Celtics to seven games. <laughs> Wizards, nobody to sleep on. John That's Wall, a good Bradley point. Bill. That's a good Otto point. Porter, man. There's some teams over there in the East, man. They coming up. And while the Cavs are starting to descend, all these other teams are starting to ascend. Exactly. Uh, so it's as well as the Warriors, though. Woo! So they just kept their whole team and added Nick Young. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 from what it looks like, they're going to keep trying to do that. They keep trying to keep their whole team, and they keep trying to add, add people. new pieces. And then they're going to maybe start dropping off people at the bottom tier and picking up more people for the top That's tier. It. These That's guys it. are out of control right now. That's it. And don't sleep on the Amar Amar Caspi signing from. Mm. The uh, the Warriors too. Spot up three point shooter, power forward can also play the small forward. Doesn't need the ball in his hands. That's the type of people they're looking for to surround around the ball handling of uh, Steph Curry and the ball handling of uh, Kevin Durant. And from time to time, Draymond Green will bring the ball up the court. Everybody else just spot up. You don't have to move. They're gonna have to help from somewhere. You got to give up something. Uh, who do you think might have a chance to make it past the Warriors in this upcoming season? Mm, or I mean, in this season. <sighs> Who do I think can get past them? Mm, mm, mm. I think if anything, the chance would be, and it's a it's a stretch, man, <laughs> from the Minnesota Timberwolves, only because they have so many athletic players. I think that they could run with the uh, the Warriors, and I think Tom Thibodeau is an excellent defensive coach. So if anybody can try to scheme up something, I think it's Thibodeau. Now you're going to have a Carl Anthony Towns. You're going to have a uh, Jimmy Butler. You're going to also have a Wiggins. you got to find a way for those three to make something happen on the court and get the spacing down so they can all still excel at what they do. Uh, Butler being all around, Wiggins driving and slashing, and Towns all around can give you a shot, give you a post. He can pretty yeah. much do everything. Yeah. I think that's really the only team in the West that has a chance, man. Uh, everybody else, I think, is blowout central. Just like Dang. it was last year. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Lose yeah. one game. Championship. <laughs> sweep, sweep, sweep. Lose one. Championship. Almost. Wow. A, almost a quadruple sweep. Sweep, Damn. sweep, sweep, sweep. That's an, uh, man. Uh, skr, skr, sweep, sweep. <laughs> that would have been a guaranteed. That would have been a song. Yeah. Uh, but like, sweep them up like the Warriors. Uh, sweep. They're having a dance, guaranteed. But uh, sure. we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't like the fact that the Warriors are so powerful right now. And it doesn't make for interesting basketball. Because, like, you know, D. Hanley just predicted it's probably going to be a total, complete sweep in the Western Conference. So we want to see adversary. We want to see rivalry, you know, rivals. What happened to the Lakers-Celtics rivalry? You know, even... 
I admit, I saw what the Celtics did last year, and I thought it was cool. But it's not like I had a horse in the race with the Lakers anyway. So, I mean, it's all good. But still, we want to see rivalries back. We want to see competition. That's what it's all about, spirit of competition. And I'm not, like, poo-pooing on uh, on the Warriors per se or whatever. I'm just saying, let's all stick it up. Let's all – or let's – Get these moves right. Let's get the money right and get the right teams going so we can have a competition. It don't need to be a sweep five years in a row for the same two teams. That's kind of ridiculous. But we shall see. Also, Kyrie, talk to your man, LeBron. You guys uh, you guys can put a stop to this, too. Come on. Easily. Easily. Come on. Uh, what did Michael Jordan say? Get some help. Get in some a- help, <laughs> Get some help, dog. Jeez Louise. Uh, I want to take a little bit of time out before I swerve into my corner. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out and let you guys know once again that today's episode is brought to you uh, in part by Gladiator Entertainment Trailers. Roll up to your next tailgate party in style. Uh, Just contact Darvin Scott, great friend of the show. His phone number is 888-792-5106. Wanted to make sure I didn't mess that up for you guys. That's 5106 at the end right there. I'm going to go ahead and put this in the... uh, the notes of the show as well so you can go ahead and just click on it from your phone if need be and if you've never been with tailgate before it's legit like you pull up there's drinks there's food there's tv screens playing the games and what interactive things going on it's totally fun we went to the uh rams game last year i think it was the opening of the season and we got to partake in some of this tailgating and that was my first experience doing it uh i highly recommend it Excellent experience. Great way to start the game before the game starts. I know you guys know about the pregame. Great pregame. So go ahead and give them a call at 888-792-5106. Or if you're not the phone type of person, go ahead and jump on Facebook. And they have a page called Gladiator Entertainment Trailers. Go ahead and give them a like. And uh, if you like what you see, tell them D2 sent you. Yes, sir. I'm D-Skill. That's D-Hanley. That's D2. It's Hot Topics. Hot Topics. That being said, let me swerve on into my corner real quick. Mm -hmm. How's it going? All right. It's a wonderful day. All right. But anyway, in my corner, I just want to talk. Anyway, Netflix Defenders. I got a lot to say about it. I don't even know where to start. Netflix Defenders is out right now. Sick. The reason I want to put this in my corner, I'm not affiliated with them or Netflix, but the reason being is because I watched all the shows uh, that have the characters from them Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, uh, uh, Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe those are the four ma- main characters in the Defenders, and I watched all four of their shows respectively on Netflix. But I haven't seen really no promotion on the Defenders since it came out. I didn't even know it was on Netflix already. I logged into my Netflix, and there's like the little icon at the top, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, you might want to check out Wet Hot American Summer Part Two. And so, uh, what is that? No, I don't want to check that out. And some weird comedy dude that I never heard of. And it was in a different language. Why is that on my list? Show me about the Defenders popping up. So if they're not going to do it, I'll do it. The Defenders, great show. If you're into Marvel and you're into, like, the superhero franchise, this is a cool mashup of those four heroes that we mentioned just a second ago. Jessica Jones was major when she came out on uh, Netflix because there wasn't really, there wasn't very many superheroine uh, movies out. I mean, uh, shows out. We got Wonder Woman and things like that in the movies. With shout out to uh, to Gal Gadot, great actor. She's doing it for the women superheroes as well. But nothing on TV really. Jessica Jones really. I think she might have spearheaded that movement a little bit uh, in Hollywood. I don't know. Great show. 
-hmm. And uh, I like the fact that they got Rosario Dawson in there, like linking up between each and every show. I'm not throwing any spoilers. Don't fear. Don't fear. If you know Rosario Dawson, just know she's in it and she's doing a great job. So go ahead and check that out. My man uh, uh, just won a Grammy from Luke Cage. Uh, I can't remember his name. The tall dude. uh, Yeah, I can't remember the Luke Cage. Some dude uh, in Luke Cage won a Grammy, though. It's the, uh, it's the main actor, uh, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. Yes. Well done. Well done. Bravo. So go ahead and check this out. I want to give as much attention to the show as possible, get as many eyes on it as possible, get as many ears listening about it, uh, because I want to see it succeed. You know, I'm not affiliated, but when you put that much work into something, like I watched the show, well done. Uh, the continuity was thought out. And that's not, you can't say that about every show. Sometimes they'll say something here and then 17 episodes down the line, they'll contradict themselves. And that takes you out of the zone. I don't know if you guys are into it like me, but it'll take me out of the zone. The continuity is on point. The logic is on point. The storyboard uh, progressively moves forward. There's like not a lot of filler going on there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that's something that interests you, that's what my corner is about. Go ahead and check it out. Netflix, it's on there, the whole series. And that's all I got to say. And uh, let me go ahead and swerve onto D Handy's lane. Yes, sir. Skirt, skirt, skirt. On 2020. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just got a couple of things, man. Um, one was uh, checked out something that happened out in Colorado, man. Everything that's happening in Charlottesville is starting to spark yeah. stuff across the U.S. And um, a gentleman, uh, Joshua Witt, man, uh, I want to give his condolences to him and his family. Uh, he was attacked by a man just because he believed that he was a neo-Nazi because of his haircut. I mean, come on, people. Let's not let's not get out of you know out of whack right now after uh, everything that's transpiring. I know it's really hard right now, uh, but we still have to maintain a steady head right now uh, and just give everybody the same respect we've been giving everybody. Uh, now, if you obviously see somebody doing something, uh, you know, blatantly to you. Uh, that's a different story, but no, let's not just start attacking people off of haircuts and off of appeal and off of appearance at that. Exactly. Uh, it's not the way to go. So, uh, again, condolences to his family, man. Um, also, I want to uh, to also uh, give condolences to uh, the people that were uh, killed last night uh, in India. A train derailed in northern India, killing 23 people. So, uh, and also the people from Spain that uh, got hit last week in, in another rally. Uh, someone drove through another rally in a van. So, it's been some very unfortunate circumstances going on. I just wanted to make sure we covered that and make sure we keep everybody up to speed. Make sure you uh, watch your backs out there. Uh, it's a lot of craziness going on because of everything uh, ethnicity wise yeah. with all the hostility. So, uh, be sure to just look out for your loved ones. Um, you know, have conversations, not arguments, because uh, they only catapult themselves to next level stuff. And uh, also just show love to everybody, man. I mean, uh, the only reason that there is racism in the world is because people were guided the wrong way. So, uh, you know, from a young age, and that's why they were brought up into that world. So let's try to transition that and try to teach people why this isn't acceptable, why we need to change the mindset and how we need to prosper going forward. Um, That's really all I had today in my lane, man, just to make sure everybody is up to speed, make sure we just keep showing the love to everybody that's not performing any acts like that off of appearance again, unless something blatant happens to you people and you're physically getting harmed. There's no need to fight back. Let the words go into action. We have freedom of speech, not freedom of hands right now. True. Very true. Yes, sir. Keep that in mind, folks. Yes, sirs. But uh, back on that energy note, though, 
Just yeah. want to appreciate everybody today, man. I see the comments going below. Appreciate all the love. Make sure you share um, everything that we expand. We're just going to keep showing more love and more love. We're going to have some giveaways coming up. Um, we really appreciate everything, man. Gladiator Entertainment, all our uh, potential partners coming up. Got some meetings lined up this week and next. So much love, man. We really appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't do it without you, baby.